Welcome back to Tanning in a Cornfield. I'm Jonah, and uh, Tim's with me. Hey, welcome out, everyone. For some reason. Anyway, uh, today we have a very serious topic. Um, it's a question that is widely uh, thought about, and people argue about this very severely, and we just kind of want to uh, put take put our take on it today. Um, Siding or a brick? That that's not that's not what it is. It's not? No. Is it lemonade or lemon juice? That's pretty obvious, lemonade. <laughs> There's no discussion there. This is what the, the question is. Why is sandwich meat round when bread is square? That's the way it cuts? Why? I mean, you could have round bread. Okay, but you also get have square meat. But then you'd have wasted meat. Would you? Because a lot of lunch meat like originally comes from a ham, right? Yeah. And hams are round, not square. Okay, it's but It's easier to make the bread round than the meat round than the meat square. Is it? Yes, cuz you'd have wasted meat. So why is sand how about that? We'll reword the question then. Why is bread square when sandwich meat is round? That's a much better question. Okay. Because sometimes you want a PB&J sandwich, and sometimes that's better square. Yeah, but those aren't as good as ham sandwiches. They're not as good, but, like, I don't know. So most of the times when you have, like, a sandwich, you're not, like, just going and getting bread for it. What do you like, mean? I don't know. I feel like if you're going to have like a good sandwich, you go and get like better bread to have a good sandwich. Then you go get cheap bread if you want to have a cheap sandwich. What if you don't have money for better bread? Then you're not going to have a bread or better sandwich. Okay. So you're saying only rich people can have a, a, a sandwich that looks good. Only people who want to pay for a good sandwich get a good sandwich. Shouldn't every sandwich be good? Well, it could be good, What's but that wrong? doesn't mean it what? should be I, good. I have a question. What's wrong with the PB&J on round bread? There's nothing wrong with that. Round bread is more expensive? I don't know. No, it's not. If every bre- If all bread was round, why would it matter? It'd be better. It c- I don't know. It might be better. And then you just have a uniform size that lunch meat would be. And then you make the bread a little bit longer. And that would be the new uniform standards in the industry. I mean, you might be able to get people behind that to have lots of rum bread. But some people might just have it stuck in their head that bread's supposed to be square and want square bread. So you're telling me I have to create an invention to change everyone's mind? I'm not sure if that's ethical, but probably. What do you mean ethical? It's very ethical. I can change. Fine, I'll just do a webinar. A webinar? A webinar. You're going to do a webinar about why bread should be round. Yep. Okay, you might be able to. And then after the webinar. Would you get people to attend? Maybe. And then after the webinar, I'd sell them round bread. That's probably your greatest business idea of the past three minutes. Yeah, probably. You know, I've done. I do a pretty good job thinking about business ideas. 
And uh, I've only done one of the ones I've thought of, and that was potions. But that wasn't really... I didn't think of it as a business. I just kind of wanted to learn how to do it, and then it kind of formed into a business. All right, so are you actually going to sell round bread, or are you just joking around and don't actually care about bread? What do you mean joking bread? around? It'll, it'll go on the calendar. How about that? Uh, so you're just going to toss it onto the calendar. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, oh, you're just going to do this. You're acting like it's not a great thing to put things on a calendar. Oh, it's a great thing. Exactly. No, it's not a great thing. Um, the sun setting when you still want to play outside. Yes, that is something that's not good. I was thinking of uh, putting mustard on meat sandwiches. That is a good thing. No, it's a bad thing. But a bad thing. No, it's a bad thing. trying to slide down the slide, but it's a metal slide, and it's really hot that day, so the slide's too hot to slide down. I would rather slide down a metal slide than have mustard on my sandwich. Mustard's good, and then it's you can get, like, good. spicy mustards, too, like it's fancy mustards, and that makes it good, too. No. And then you add peppers on it? Just put mayo on it. That's disgusting. No, it's not. That is disgusting. I don't understand you. Why is it that you're not mu- supposed to understand? Why do most me? people that like uh, mustard not like mayo or ketchup? They just like mustard. Nah, I don't know about that, but it seems like it's either you like mayo or you like mustard. There's no in between, and I don't understand it. You like something that's fatty and caloric. Yep. Or something that's tasteful and no calories. No, that's horrible. We don't want that around here. Get it out. Get out. <laughs> Get out with the weird yellow stuff. Why is it that color is so horrible? And then the taste on top of that just makes you want to die. And fall it comes, over with death. And it comes from the mustard seed. The smallest yeah, which is bad. of all herbs. But it grows into a large tree. Big enough that the birds can come and rest in it. Okay. It's a great story. It's not a mustard, great story. Mustard just has the better story behind it. Like, mayo Mayo doesn't have a great beautiful chickens. Mayo doesn't have a good beautiful of a story. Beautiful chickens. Because for beautiful chickens, they lay eggs, you make mayo, you're happy. And you get to have the eggs to make other things like bread so you can make your sandwich. Mustard seeds are only good for one thing, to make some putrid um, whatever type of thing it is, I, I forgot what it's called. What's it? What it's called? Um, sloppy Joe mix. No, it has mustard in it. Good for it. Mayo's in more things, and eggs are in more things. Anyway, but mayo's not as good. Mayo is better. And eggs are good when they're not in mayo. No, eggs are are good in mayo, but they're I I, I got it. Man, I'm not a big scrambled egg person. Scrambled, fried, whatever. If eggs are plain. They're not very good. I would rather have a raw egg than that. Eggs are decent, especially if you have it with, like, sausage. No, I it's can't pretty handle good. that. Or you scramble up the egg I with just, some sausage? I just can't handle the taste of them when they're scrambled. Well, maybe some people can't handle the taste of them when they're mayoed. N- I guess. Like, I understand that people don't like certain things because we all like different things, but I think they're kind of dumb sometimes. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it kind of happens that way. I, I don't, I don't understand it, but taste buds. Can you taste the air? No, but you can taste the things in the air. But isn't air just things in the air? 
No, because... Because air is just matter. Yeah, but dust isn't air. Kind of. No, it's not. It's dust. Well, if it's on the ground... Even if it's in the air, it's still dust. Then you breathe dust all the time? Probably. Because there's always some particle of dust in the air. Like, yeah. do you know how, like, when you see a light coming in, how you can see the particles from yeah. the window floating around in the air, and you're like, oh, I'm breathing that. Yeah, that's what you're tasting. What if you're just tasting, like, the oxygen in the air or something like that? I don't think oxygen has a taste. But what if you just have that special tongue that can taste it? Good for you. Yeah, I mean, tell us what it tastes like. But I, I, I know that oxygen doesn't really have a taste. Right, what if I could just walk into a room, lick the air, and be like, oh, there's a lot of helium in this room. Good for you. That would be good for me. Yeah. It wouldn't be good for you, but it'd be good for me. Maybe it's good for you because you'd want to know what I'd have to say about tasting the air. I don't think I would want to know. I'd get annoyed at one point. I'm like, I don't care what's in the air. It might come in good in some instances that you could get bad things in the air and see if there's bad things in the air and then warn people. There is a lot of carbon monoxide in this room. That's fine. I mean, is there actually? I didn't say I could actually Are taste it. Are we going to die? Um, we might pass out and eventually die, or we might live. I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Tim, uh, can you go open those carbon dioxide canisters I have in the corner? We don't have carbon monoxide canisters or carbon dioxide canisters. Oh, is there a difference? Yeah. What's the difference? One of them takes over your blood cells. One of them just hitches a ride on your blood cells. Oh, okay. How does it hitch a ride? The same way oxygen hitches right on your blood cells and travels all throughout your body, giving oxygen all around your body. Okay. Is it a bad thing to have it hitch a ride? Well, hitching a ride's not bad. Carbon dioxide does it all the time. Yeah. But stealing the blood is not good because then How oxygen can't take it? its place. How does it steal it? It goes and just, just it rides it forever and won't leave until it dies and gets thrown away as waste. Oh. So, like, if you have too much of it, it can take over all of your blood cells, and then you can't get oxygen anymore. Cool, because we don't need oxygen, right? Um, I mean, I don't, because I'm in your imagination, but you need oxygen. Oh. So, probably don't open them? Well, they're just carbon dioxide, so, like, you'll get less oxygen if you open them, but you won't always be have less oxygen for the next week. Are you sure they're not the other kind? Well... I don't think you'd have the other kind. Why not? Because you didn't know what it was. Yeah, I buy random things all the time, though. I don't know if they sell that. You don't think they sell it? Probably not. There's better ways to, like, destroy things, living things, if you wanted to destroy living things and what makes attach you think it I to carbon to monoxide. Living things. I just like to buy canisters of stuff. I don't think they sell canisters of that. How do you make it? Um, you do it by impartial burning. What do you mean? So incomplete burning? burning releases carbon monoxide. Incomplete? Yeah. So when you burn something, some of it's complete and is carbon dioxide, and then some of it's incomplete as carbon monoxide. Okay. I don't understand still, but okay. What do you mean not completely burning? Like you just burn half of a stick? 
Well, the chemical process of burning only doesn't get the carbon in it. Well, it gets carbon, but it's it's different. Okay. It's like incomplete, like the process of turning in the carbon dioxide when you burn stuff, it's incomplete processed and releases carbon monoxide. Which kills everyone. Which takes over your blood cell. And kills you. It limits the amount of oxygen you can have. And kills you. Not directly. But it kills you. Can I, can I just have this one thing? <laughs> anyway. I mean, you can take whatever you want. Just make sure to return it. What if I don't want to return it? Then that's called stealing. Okay, I'm a, I'm a stealer now. A Pittsburgh stealer. I didn't know you liked Pittsburgh. I, I'm not the biggest fan. Then you're not a Pittsburgh stealer. Oh, I can't play for their team? Not if you don't like them. Why not? I don't think that's okay. But I like them. Okay, um, you can be one now. Okay, cool. And I can steal things now, and people will be like, oh, he's just a stealer, and they'll be okay with it, right? I think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure it's how it works. Anyway, do you, do you steal things very often? Only helium. Why are you stealing it? So you can make your voice wacky? No, I don't make my voice wacky. Then why do you want it? So I can make a star. Why would you want to make a star? Stars are made of helium a lot. Why would you want to make one, though? What's it going to help you with? Um, it will... Oh, do you want to make a constellation of yourself in the sky? No, I just wanted oh. a star. I want to make a so constellation of myself. Just make a whole bunch of stars and make a constellation of myself and have them super close to Earth. You want to burn Earth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. No, I'll just give the I'll give the sun some friends. If there was a second sun next to the sun that's already there, would it be warmer everywhere? Yes. What if we put it in the opposite side of the sun? So the earth almost always had sun, so it was summer everywhere all the time. That's not how it works, but okay. Why not? I don't see how that wouldn't work. I see how it wouldn't work, and it oh, wouldn't work. Look, and it also mess up like the orbits of all the planets because there'd be a shift in gravity. Okay. So like, would we your die? seasons would be up. I mean, if a sun randomly appeared in the solar system, yeah. probably. Because it just mess everything up. Yeah. So you can't do your star idea because it would mess everything up. I can't do it here, but I could do it somewhere else. No, you just can't do it at all. It would mess everything up. But I'm going to do it. So I can do a second sun? If you want to destroy your possibility of life. So that's what you want to do? Well, I'm not going to do it here. Where are you going to do it then, huh? Um, Where are you going to get a rocket ship to do it in? It can't be that hard to buy a rocket ship and go somewhere with all my helium. I think it will be extremely hard. So we don't have to worry about this for another 50 years. What if I just use your imagination to do it? I can 
Build the star on your centabellum. Center bellum. I can't pronounce it, to be honest. Why do you want to build a star inside of my head? <laughs> <laughs> Where else would I build it? In space? <laughs> I mean... Space is a big place. <laughs> I mean, it's a big place, but there's a lot of empty gaps inside of your head I could use. No, there's not any empty gaps. It's all filled. To the brink with knowledge. I don't know if I can learn anything else. I'm just all-knowing. So I could find a spot. Are you just going to kick something out? <laughs> no, I'll just go to one of those blank spaces. There's where no I store... blank spaces. Yeah, there's a blank space where I store all my helium. No, there's not. What are you kicking out of my brain? <laughs> all my knowledge on rocks? <laughs> no, there's just an empty spot where I store helium. I don't have to kick anything out. You have to kick something out to create an empty space. The only thing I kick out is all the other imaginary friends you try to have instead of me. Yeah, because you're lame. <laughs> <laughs> but I get rid of all the other ones, so I'm better. No, you're not. <laughs> anyway, um, I hope that uh, we don't learn how to create a star or sun anytime soon and destroy the world. Uh, but if we do, it'll be a fun time. Don't worry about it. We could destroy the world by getting rid of the moon. Because that would mess up stuff, too. Let's just not do that. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys uh, are having a good day. And uh, thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next time on Tanning in a Cornfield.